안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Today is Sunday, right? Beautiful Sunday. Yesterday we had the divine preschool workshop and New Jersey KEA with the 31 participants. Our Dr. Noah Ross gave very beautiful divine preschool lectures. So I want to make uh, our Noah uh, Rose busy because now we are bringing many, many new guests. I think uh, yeah, this uh, was a really beautiful seminar. Thank you so much, Dr. Noah Rose, for your really incredible dedication and supporting to raise up our young uh, people, uh, those who are newly joined our church. And then also President Naokimi and I also gave a remarks for them. And also we had a Spanish Divine Preacher Workshop at Queen Church yesterday. Uh, 12 new guests attended the workshop and uh, three couples received the holy wine. They will also participate in the blessing ceremony on October 30th at Clifton Church. Many things going on in Clifton Church now. And I really appreciate many ethnic, ethnic group leaders are really supporting and unite each other, especially Spanish community and Filipino community and African community, Japanese community. They are really working very, very hard to really uh, to have uh, the new members. Thank you so much. And it was a good photo. And today I'd like to talk about God, Women, and World Peace uh, from True Mother's Anthology Volume 2. Let's study. God, Women, and World Peace. <clears throat> However, this glorious destiny could not be realized. It was the religious people themselves who rejected Jesus' words and called for his crucifixion. Confronted by the disbelief in Israel, Jesus determined to give his life to achieve spiritual salvation for humankind. However, he knew that Christ would have to come again in order to bring physical salvation on earth in addition to spiritual salvation. As a result of Jesus' death on the cross, the conflict between supporters of left-wing and right-wing ideologies appeared, echoing the two thieves who were crucified with him. This is similar to the separation between Cain and Abel that resulted from Adam's fall. Likewise, Islam and Christianity appeared and began struggling. Because such separation was caused by the crucifixion of Jesus, Christ will work for the unity of these divisions at the time of the second coming. God's preparation for the second advent required a world-level foundation of successful Cain-Abel reconciliation. This dispensation was carried out through the events surrounding World War II. The allied countries of Britain, the United States, and France represented Christianity and were in the position of Abel. The Axis countries of Germany, Japan, and Italy practiced nationalistic militarism and stood in the position of Cain. 
This war represented the expansion of the conflict between Cain and Abel to the world level. Immediately after the Allied victory, great strides were made toward creating a world of peace guided by Christianity. With Britain in the position of Eve on the world level and the United States and France representing Abel and Cain respectively, the Allied nations stood united in the position ready to receive the Lord of the Second Advent. Yes. We can receive spiritual salvation through faith in Jesus. In our hearts can draw closer to him. But because we have not yet been saved physically, our bodies continue to be tempted by evil, as you know. Uh, the Apostle Paul was also troubled by the conflict between the desires of the flesh and uh, the desires of the heart. Many great uh, Christian witnesses, witnesses also suffered from this contradiction. The limit of the spiritual salvation is that you will never pass the top of the cross stage. You cannot enter the completion stages. However, with the opening of the complete testament age centered on true parents, a path was opened for the both spiritual and physical salvation to be achieved at the same time. That is the blessing. Then the question is whether we will receive the blessing and not feel anguish and pay uh, the pain both physically and spiritually like the uh, Apostle Paul. Through the true parents, we receive the blessing that means conditionally receiving salvation both physically and spiritually. Therefore, from now on, receiving substantial spiritual and physical salvation will depend on whether or not you fulfill your portion of responsibility Salvation in body and spirit begins with the blessing. And it goes beyond the top of the level of the cross stage and begins at the formation level of the completion stage. Now, the way being fully opened, obtain and complete your spiritual and physical salvation. Living divine principle, the identity of the uh, serpent. So new uh, title, let's just study DP. The identity of the serpent. In the Bible, we read that a serpent tempted Eve to commit sin. The serpent was able to converse with people. It caused the fall of humans who are spiritual beings. Furthermore, the serpent knew the will of God, which strictly forbade human beings to eat the fruit. As it is written in Revelation 12, 9, the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth. The serpent had lived in heaven. Also, it is able to transcend time and space to dominate the human soul. My brothers and sisters, the serpent had lived in heaven 
the unseen Satan is the evil spirit in the spiritual world. They often show up and seduce with attractive ways of this and speaking to uh, make people fall. The serpent dominated human soul nowadays. Satan dominates my spirit, transcending time and space. And he even follows and rules over me in spiritual world, my brothers and sisters. That's why we need to clearly teach, also clearly understand the existence of the Satan. Whenever we giving the lecture, lecture, you know, centering on chapter one, we need to teach very clearly the reality of God, God's existence and spiritual world, purpose of our life, especially we need to teach them very clearly God's existence and the relationship between God and me. This is a really centering on chapter one, right? Chapter two, we need to teach, the, teach to the people also, we need to understand very clearly the reality of the Satan. Many people do not know that. How can we know the reality of the Satan? Satan really does exist, even though we cannot see. But Satan always takes action. That's why how let our young children and people, they understand the existence of Satan. Satan until now hiding. And then in behind, Satan is the one who really dominates our spirit. Transcending time and space. And Satan even follow and rules over me in spiritual world everywhere. How we really let people know that reality of the Satan? Next. This is compelling evidence that the being which the serpent symbolizes was a spiritual being. This spiritual being was originally created with a good purpose but later fell and became Satan. There are no beings endowed with such characteristics other than angels. Therefore, the serpent which tempted human beings and sinned is an angel. Also in 2 Peter 2.4, it is written, God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to pits of nether gloom. My brothers and sisters, I'd like to mention here a very important point. Evil is to be shown through the unseen Satan much more than human beings. That's why we should not give any chance to Satan. Satan does indeed exist. The reason people sin is that they are under the control of the spiritual Satan who is invisible behind the person. Therefore, the opponent we have to fight against is the Satan behind that person or rather than the person who causes us to sin. Therefore, uh, there should be no condition for Satan to invade. However, fallen human beings hate people who do evil more than they hate Satan. Who is a subject of evil? The fundamental measure to defeat evil is to fight the invisible Satan. 
If we know this, we will forgive sinners. And we will hate the evil spirit behind us. The spiritual Satan. Spiritual Satan must use human flesh all the time. Therefore, we must show the mercy and forgive those who are used. And lend their bodies, or lend the bodies to the unseen Satan. Actually, the unseen Satan is a reality, substantial. That's why how can we fight with the unseen Satan? Therefore, in the end, the battle between good and evil is a spiritual battle with the invisible Satan behind it. However, the invisible Satan enter only when there are conditions that must be met. Therefore, we must not present any condition for the, uh, for the invisible Satan to enter. Many people are used to be for the invisible spiritual Satan. We have to win the battle against the spiritual Satan that comes invisibly rather than external evil that comes through the people. My brothers and sisters, someone really oppose you and persecute you, someone do all kinds of evil things to you, you do not, not just only dealing with that guy. You need to know that who is in behind. Evil Satan, spiritual Satan. You need to deal with that kind of, that kind of spiritual Satan rather than that guy that... That, you know, Satan misused that guy's body, that guy's mouth. That's why we, when we know that who is the actual Satan, spiritual Satan, know that, then we can forgive that person. Because that person misused by Satan. That's why we need to settle down fundamentally who is in behind. Unseen Satan, which is a spiritual Satan. You do not, do not know how to deal with the spiritual Satan, which is unseen, the, uh, the, the, the evil spirit. And you're just only dealing with your own brothers and sisters. Why this guy do evil action? Why this guy is persecuting me and misunderstand me and then become the enemy? Don't do that. You need to know that in behind. Spiritual Satan is there. Unseen Satan is there. If you really understand about that, you can forgive that person because that person just misused by evil spirit. That's why don't make any condition, evil condition, Satan invade you. This is the point of my brothers, especially, you know, the, you know, sexual, uh, what is that? Plasma, plasma security. Sexual immorality. Satan main weapon using the sexual immorality. Yeah? The identity of the evil, identity of the Satan is sexual immorality. We need to know about this point. Okay, next the father's word. Do not become someone with two tongues. Today, you have to say the remarks which Jesus likes. You should not say two different words, even though you've inherited the lineage of the serpent with two tongues. 
You should be able to become the representative by listening to the words of God's side, seeing God's internal form, and recognize it without flaw. In other words, like the one who has only one tongue, not two tongues before all mankind. Likewise, God has been seeking for one righteous person who can substitute your tongue for the tongue of Jesus. God's words must be the eternal standard. There are a lot of people who have lost their central point. There are only words centering on individual thoughts by a certain belief or system. But a group of people taking their risk with an unchanging attitude toward God's words and having God's words as their eternal standard are decreasing more and more. The phenomenon that there is an increasing number of people who are saying the words, centering on themselves, just like Satan. It was said that the being who seduced Adam and Eve is the serpent. The serpent stands for the one who has two tongues, which means the one who says two different words with one tongue. Yeah. An adulterer is one who has two minds. Someone with two minds means someone who serves two masters. An adulterous person is a person who speaks two different words with one tongue. Therefore, Fallen man must take God's word as his eternal standard. True parents' word centered on principle must be eternal standard. However, the sad thing is that the unchanging attitude toward God's word, that is sad as the eternal standard is gradually disappearing. God's word is eternal, unchanging, and absolute and unique. So we must be able to risk our lives to fight at times. On the other hand, Satan changes according to the circumstances. Satan speaks two words with one tongue all the time. Today's youth ministry is a very interesting topic. The spiritual world gives specific teachings. I want to share this content. Okay, let's study. The spirit world gives specific teachings, one. Before true parents' providence began, the spirit world taught the prepared people very specifically about the second coming. The following is a part of Reverend Johan Lee's testimony. During the Korean War, when I was in a situation where I didn't know what to do, I received teachings through dreams. I was taught in detail, such as do it like this, go to this place, etc. And sometimes I was clearly shown the house which I should stay at. Also, when I was heading for Seoul, the spirit world said, do not go there. Just because the National Army captured the city and called people to come, do not rejoice or shout manse. Do not cheer but just stay hidden. So I did not go out, but stayed hidden. At that time, it was the world of the National Army by day, but by night, 
It was the world of the North Korean Communist Army. The North Korean Communist Army hid in the mountains. And at night, they made a surprise attack. People who shouted Monsei and cheered during the day over the fact that the National Army arrived were all captured by the North Korean Army and shot dead. The North Korean Communist Army watched the people clapping for the National Army from the mountains and thoroughly searched for them. The Spirit World gives specific teachings too. When I was in Tokyo, Japan, Korea was liberated from Japan. Then heaven told me, do not go out into the street and cheer that you were liberated. At that time, many Koreans would go out into the streets and shout Monsei for becoming independent. However, at night, those who celebrated were attacked by the Japanese. The Japanese were upset after being defeated in the war. So they killed everyone celebrating Japan's surrender. That is why heaven directed me, do not rejoice. You do not rejoice in front of people who are upset. And since I returned to Korea and wept out of pity for Christianity and prayed for them, heaven told me, the Lord will come to Korea. Do not worry. It is not the time to worry that Christian churches have fallen. Now, time-wise, the providence centered on Christianity has ended. I was taught in this way. So while I was waiting quietly, someone that met teacher Samyang Moon in Pyongyang, North Korea, came to my house. The Spirit World gives specific teachings three. This person who came to me had gone from house to house asking the spirit world each day, is it this house or that house? And then they came to me. They were pulled by the spirit world to meet me. That lady was about 30 or 32 years old. As soon as she saw me, she immediately asked, when you wept and prayed over the reality of Christian churches, heaven gave you a revelation that the Lord was coming. Is that true? So I was truly surprised. So I replied, yes, that is true. And she said, the Lord is coming to Korea. Just wait a little. If you get too frustrated with reality, you will lose your heart. Be still and silent in hope and you will be taught again. After saying this, she left. This was Reverend Johan Lee's testimony about being guided by the spirit world until he met the second coming. If you have attachment, passion, and sincere devotion for the will. In Korea, before the providence of the second coming officially began, many revelations from heaven were given to the people who were prepared to meet the second coming. However, the problem was that those prepared for the second coming should have asked, what should we do? And dug a little deeper by trying to pray more while reading the Bible. But they were just looking centered on the words of the Bible. If they heard the second coming will come, they just thought he would eventually come and just pass time without any interest. 
If he were coming, they should have prayed while digging deeper, centered on the Bible, about how and when he would come. But they were unaware about the providence and let time and revelations pass by. The re- uh, if you have attachment, passion, sincere devotion for the will too. The reason we talk about things of the past is because if we have attachment, passion, and sincere devotion for the will, God and the spirit world will tell you, tell us in advance. Therefore, if you become one with God, you will be able to know all about God's specific vision for yourself. God lets us know in advance. In this way, the teacher guides us, parents guide us, and the spirit world takes charge of each person and guides them and cares for them. If you see that they are all concerned and tell us in advance, you will realize the unmistakable truth that I am not only myself, but we are all beings that belong somewhere. I am not myself. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. People usually do not go deeper when they have a dream or revelation from God, easily deal with them, you know, super physically. Uh, super phys- uh, physically. Uh, so if we are, are more concerned about the public will in our life of faith than anyone else, heaven will give us a revelation or teach us through dreams. Once you have a dream, you need to dig deep into what dream means. Since this is the complete testimony, not the old testimony or new testimony, the way God and spiritual world is guide us, believers is first through a dream, and secondly through really uh, through realization when we hear and read and practice the word. As in the past, it is rare the, for the Holy Spirit work to appear directly or for any spiritual phenomena to appear. That's because the present age is a, a spiritually mature age. Now we are already entering the age of the completion. If we have attachment, passion, and sincere devotion for the sake of the God's will, God and spiritual world will tell us things in advance. Therefore, when you become one with God, he will teach you his vision for you and what to do in detail. The way that God comes to you is not only through dreams or through the spiritual phenomena. Sometimes he gives you answer through your parents, your teacher, your able and the person closest to you, and other times through the reading or listening to the word. Therefore, there are so many channels through which heaven gives you answer. So you have to cherish every relationship very well. If your faith is clear vertically and your human relationship are so good horizontally, you love all things and are sincere in the work given to you, God will surely, surely guide your paths. Do you understand my brothers and sisters? That's why there are many, many channels. 
not just only through prayer and chongsong or dreams, okay? So, uh, you know, God come to me, God intervene, intervene me through so many channels. One of the most important channels, God speak to me through the most closest person. That's why when you do not have the proper relationship with your closest person, you, you do not know God's teaching and God's guidance. If your faith is very, very clear vertically, you, are, you have the really confirmation and conviction, the relationship between God and you, vertically, very clear, God surely will guide you. And secondly, that is vertical. And secondly, horizontal. Your human relationship, very good toward your God, toward your parents, your brothers and sisters, to your able, to, uh, to your siblings and younger brothers and sisters, your relationship very good. And also furthermore, you are loving all things very well. And whatever you do, you are very sincere in the work given to you. I am telling you guarantee, God will surely guide your path. In the past, just rely on spiritual world, Holy Spirit come down, Holy Spirit come down. Now already we are entering completion stage, my brothers and sisters. That's why as long as your relationship very clear with the heavenly parents, heavenly God, you are my father, you are my parent, I am child of God. This kind of conviction, no doubt at all. That kind of the closeness with God. Secondly, I respect people and loving people like a loving God. This vertical way and secondly, horizontal way. Third one, when or whatever you walk, you need to think that this is God's will. That's not matter. You are full-time member, home member. That's not matter. You are working at home. This job given by heavenly parents. This is God's will. One more thing. When you look at the, you know, when you deal with all things, you look at the mountain and ocean and material and dealing with the television and computer, whatever. When you love all things as God's belonging, with your sincerity, I am telling you, my brothers and sisters, God will surely guide your path. And you know what to do. You can understand, you can see the vision in advance. Yeah, really. True parents teach us such detail. Not just only other, other church, you know, believe in God, believe in Jesus, believe and believe and believe and prayer. They very much emphasize the importance of the prayer. Of course, very important in the prayer and Jung song. Not only that, substantially, horizontally, how do you give and take with your brothers and sisters, your close people? That is the foundation of substance, my brothers and sisters. And also love all things. I really appreciate true parents that teach us such detail. How do I meet God? How do I communicate with God artistically? This is really beautiful guidance. Who can teach these such details? 
Let's appreciate our true parents. 감사합니다. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you very much, Press uh, Fred. Good morning, Dr. Young. 네, 안녕하세요. Um, yep. So, uh, first I just, you know, every morning when I start my day, I like to, I like to study one um, Chinese character. And today the character that I got was, I don't know if you can see it, but it's Sengak. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. And if you look at Sengak, it's um, three characters, uh, tree, eye, and heart. Yeah. But the foundation is heart, really one we think we should be thinking with heart. Mm. So um, anyway, I really appreciated what you shared this morning, Dr. Young. I hope that what I'm going to share somehow supports what you said. Mm. And uh, that may not be evident to everybody right away. But I just wanted, so I want to remind you about the Chinese character, which emphasizes that at the foundation of thought is heart. So mm. let me just start with that. I'd like to share my, my screen with you. So I joined Unification Church in France in 1971. <laughs> uh, and you might recognize some other people who are at morning devotion every day who are with me at that time. Uh, Anne-Marie Morgan. Oh, and Dr. yeah. And Dr. Michael Kiley. Oh, 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 and also people who listen on YouTube every day to, to morning devotions, such as Mrs. Jeannie Kagawa. Oh, yeah, right. And my spiritual father, Dr. Claude Perrottet. Uh -huh. And also uh, Monique Durflinger. Yeah. When I joined our church at that time, I, uh, two years, about two years later, we all went to uh, New York, that, that group. And I... I saw right away that it was going to be very difficult for popular culture to accept our church because of the way they began to cover us. Uh, in fall 1973, Newsweek began to refer to us as Moonist. Time magazine began to call us Moonites. And then the Washington Post started to call us Mooney. And I had a very bad feeling because of, of that term and what it implies. Uh, in, in, for, for people's names, James, Jim, Jimmy. Jimmy is the small, it's like the baby, or Timothy, Tim, Timmy, Susan, Sue, Susie, Mooney, Moonist, Moonite, Mooney. It's, it's like for a child. And also Looney Tunes, talking about crazy, the Goonies, and the Moonies. So I could see where all of this was going, and I was quite concerned about it, frankly speaking, from the, from the very beginning. There's an ongoing battle to belittle the Unification Church and to treat it as a, as a fringe cult. And some might say, how do you know that? Well, you can all see it very, very clearly. For example, if you go to Wikipedia, on Wikipedia, you can, find, you can read about the Catholic Church. And uh, there's something which is called Review of History. And you, if you review that history, you'll see that in the past week, two people have tried to change something about how the Catholic Church is portrayed on Wikipedia. If you look at Judaism, you will see that in the past week, one person has tried to change things with, with, with how, how Judaism is perceived by the public. If you look at Unification Church, in the past week, 50 plus people have come in and tried to say things, basically to, to portray us Ultimately, the, the goal is to keep us being seen in a strange way. There's a battle that's going on. We have to recognize that. 
And uh, if, a, a book by a gentleman by the name of Steve Hassan, The Cult of Trump. If you read that book, pages 226 to 229, you will understand very clearly the agenda that uh, some people have for our church and where they want us to be viewed, essentially as uh, psychologically unstable. Uh, and if you don't want to buy that book, you can read my article, which appeared on the Journal of Unification Studies back in 2020, called A Diagnostic That America Does Not Need, which deals specifically with that book. In 2019, I ended my time at uh, University of Bridgeport. I worked very closely with Dr. Bill Lay. That was my privilege. And I think that during that period of time, both of us became pretty good at relating to the academic world and being able to write articles that somehow the academic world could be able to, to relate to. And it was very exciting for me to come to Unification Theological Seminary because when I came to Unification Theological Seminary, it was clear every time I submitted an article who I was because it said that I was from Unification Theological Seminary. So it was clear immediately who I was. And I remember that the first article that I submitted in the spring of 2020 was to the Academic Council on the United Nations System. And I, I explained, I had to say Thomas J. Ward, you know, Professor of Peace and Development, Unification Theological Seminary. The paper had to be reviewed and everything. And to my pleasure, the paper was accepted and I had a chance to present that paper as a unificationist. And I began to think, well, where do I wanna go from here? And what I felt was that what I wanted to go from here was I didn't want to speak anymore about just abstract academic themes, but I wanted to speak about things specifically that relate to our church. And so the first thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to take on all of these issues about the way that our church is misportrayed, particularly by the media. And so I submitted an application to present a paper at the International Academic Conference for Research in the Social Sciences. That was in Berlin, 2021. That was a virtual conference, I should say. And uh, my, my paper was accepted and it was, it was titled By Faith Alone, New Religions, Cult Experts and the Media. And it looked at the way in which the media was mistreating new religions. And particularly it dealt with the Unification Church. And I made very clear <clears throat> in my presentation that I was a Unificationist and also that I'd gone through 2D programmings. I wanted them to know what it was like because of the way the media was portraying us. And that, that paper was, uh, was, uh, was, is part of the conference proceedings from that particular program. And then I waited for a while. I was trying to think about what my next steps would be. And after about four months, I received an email from, the, uh, from that conference, the International Academic Conference for Research in the Social Sciences. And they wrote to me and they said, um, we would like you to be the keynote speaker at our next conference. And as, as you can see, it says there, we are well acquainted with your excellent, excellent work in the field and your previous engagement in our, in our conferences. And they, they, based on that, they said they wanted me to be the keynote speaker. So I wrote back and I accepted, but I said, you know, my focus of my, of my research right now is the work of Reverend Moon in North Korea. Is it okay if I speak about that? And they said, look, you're the keynote speaker. Whatever you want to speak about, you can speak speak about. So I did speak to that particular audience, particularly about the work of, uh, of, uh, of true parents in North Korea. And the response was very positive, very supportive. So following that, I wanted to think about, well, what do I want to do next? 
And I decided that I wanted to do further research in this area. And I decided that I wanted to do some work, not just on the work of, um, of uh, our church in North Korea, but also uh, the work of uh, Billy Graham in North Korea. And I submitted a paper to the um, International Conference for Ethno-Religious Mediation. It's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an NGO with consultative status at the United Nations. And I submitted my, and I said my talk I'd like to present would be on Father Moon's efforts in, the, in North Korea and also Billy Graham's efforts in the DPRK. And uh, I waited for their answer. And usually it has to go through a, a review process and things. But at the end of the review process, I received this. Would you like to be the keynote speaker at our next conference? And I was, I was delighted to be able to speak at the conference in that capacity. And uh, Dr. Basil, uh, he served as the uh, he 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 serves as the as as the leader of this organization. He trains UN officials in terms of being able to do ethnic and religious mediation. Just a very fine person. Uh, he offered me this opportunity to speak, and as you can see, this is the program. And on the program, I'm this is at the very top. Dr. Thomas J. Ward, Professor, uh, Provost, and Professor of Peace and Development, pre former President. Unification Theological Seminary. And the, the other keynote speaker was Shelley B. Mayer, the New York State Senator. And the, the conference took place at Manhattanville College. And Manhattanville College is a historical college here in the United, here in the United States. And they were also a co-sponsor of this particular program. Manhattanville College is the place where most of the Kennedys and the Kennedy spouses studied. Going back to the matriarch, the mother of John F. Kennedy with the arrow there, Rose Kennedy, she studied there. And also Gloria Vanderbilt studied there. And also all of these other members of the Kennedy clan. I don't have time to go through all of them. So it was wonderful to be able to speak at that particular conference. And it was also I was also very appreciative by the way in which I was received there. This was the moderator, Professor Arthur Lerman. He's a Princeton PhD. He was so respectful about the work that uh, we had been doing and also very respectful about the work that Father has done in North Korea. And uh, so anyways, I did that presentation and I'm my next step actually, I, I, in the morning I spoke only about Father Moon's uh, work. That was, that was during, the, uh, during the keynote address. And in the afternoon, I also had a session where I spoke on Billy Graham's, Billy Graham's efforts in the DPRK as well. And uh, anyway, it was a wonderful experience and both Dr. Walsh and I are looking forward to doing more work with them in the future. Um, and if, for those of you who are interested, we will be having, UTS will be sponsoring this coming week, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, next week actually on November 3rd. And I believe that uh, Dean Boyd's gonna put in the chat there for anyone who'd like to, if you'd like to register, which will deal primarily with the work of Dr. Billy Graham and Dr. Franklin Graham in Washington and Pyongyang relations. It's interesting to present the work of these Christian leaders by unification scholars. So we really look forward to being able to do that and to continue on our path step by step, I think through, through the academic world to show why Reverend Moon and Mother Moon and the unification movement need to be recognized, respected and understood to be important partners in the furtherance of peace, love and family. Thank you all very much. Oh, well, let me say thank you for your leadership, Dr. Young, and thank you to President Naokimi, President Stevens, President Holmes, Chief of Staff, Tal Zor, and all of Dr. Young's core team, 
including, of course, you, Pastor Resford Arthur. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Dr. Dr. Ward. Your beautiful testimony is really amazing, really amazing. I think we need to invite you often to give more testimony. And then next, maybe you can testify about uh, what your experience are through the reading divine principle. We want to hear someday. Thank you so much, Dr. Ward. Thank you. Thank you.